Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? Happy Saturday morning, everybody. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Hope you started your Saturday morning off right. I like to start mine with a cup of coffee and a nice glass of orange juice. That's how I like to get going on a Saturday morning. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Give me your keys to victory and an offensive and defensive X Factor for the Commanders as they travel to Empower Field at Mile High for a 425 kickoff tomorrow on CBS. The current line, Denver is favored by 3.5, Washington plus 3.5. With the over-under set at 38.5, that is a very low-scoring game compared to the other over-unders around the rest of the National Football League. 1-800-636-1067. Call AWOD. 1-800-636-1067. Give me your keys to victory and an offensive and defensive X-Factor. Let's go to the MGM National Harbor listener lines right now. We've got Luke on 95 South. What's going on, Luke? Hey, how you doing? Driving down 95 South. Uh, been a, I'm 22 years old. I've been a lifelong Redskins fan. It hasn't been fun, but I'm a delusional fan. I tell my friends that every time. Uh, got two keys to victory on offense. Got two on defense. Yeah. What I'll say for our offense is Brian Robinson needs to pound that rock. I was so excited watching him on Sunday in the stadium, and it was amazing to watch. I ordered a black Brian Robinson jersey right after that. My second key for offense is Terry McLaurin. We got to yeah. feed that dude. He was way too quiet last week, and he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Defensively, Luke, hold I on, hold we- on. Let's go back. Let's go back to those keys offensively. So I agree with you on Terry McLaurin. Mitch Tischler made a great point though that they're going to put Patrick Sertan on him, which may mean that Jahan Dotson could be the better option for Sam Howell. I definitely hear you, and I definitely think that Jahan Dotson is going to do what he does. But that downfield threat, when Sam Howell is going to hit him on that back shoulder. There's nothing that Patrick Sertain can do. Yeah, and you got to take that shot. Yeah, you got to take that shot because it got a pass interference week one, so you got to do it again for sure. Right, right. We need to have that downfield threat, and I can just see Terry McLaurin making that catch down the field in the Mile City. I'm very excited. I did not know that we were underdogs in this, so I'm definitely going to be hammering that. My uh, defensive victories, we need to get the D tackles involved. They're going to have a massive night against that shambled offensive line. Russell Wilson's going to be throwing off his back foot the whole time. I need that. And then I need Emmanuel Forbes to show me what we drafted him because Christian Gonzalez is a beast. And I'm really mad we passed up on him to get Emmanuel Forbes. And I need Emmanuel Forbes to show me that value. And my star player, key player to watch, the X Factor, 
is going to be Brian Robinson. He is going to rush for over 100 yards. Him out of the backfield on that little swing route is going to be so dangerous the whole entire time. Appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Appreciate your time. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067 The Fan. 1 800 636 1067. 1 800 636 1067. Here's what I'll say on Emmanuel Forbes is he didn't get used as much as I think we all thought he was going to be used week one. They went with Kendall Fuller a lot of times and Benjamin St. Juice on the other side. But uh, according to Pro Football Focus, Emmanuel Forbes on third and fourth downs, three targets. Just one reception, eight yards allowed, that passed to Marquise Hollywood-Brown. He had one forced incompletion, a 42.4 passer rating allowed, which was tied for third in the NFL. So a short sample size there, but I do think Emmanuel Forbes played well. And um, and you got to give credit to Fuller and Benzman St. Juice on the other side. I do think they're going to be tested more this weekend uh, when it comes to Denver's offense. I don't love their running game. But they're getting Jerry Judy back. Cortland Sutton can make some plays as well. And Russell Wilson does throw a nice deep ball. The thing is, he just hasn't used it very often recently. I, I kind of think he's going to change that against the Commanders. He's going to see on film, at least from last season, that we were burnt deep a lot on explosive plays. Uh, Kendall Fuller just doesn't have the speed to keep up. So I think he's going to take that shot early. We're going to have to be there. Right, I'm looking at Derek Forrest and Cam Curl early in this game to make a statement play when Denver throws it deep, to cre- create a turnover or to have a nice pass deflection and, and stop a deep pass right there because Denver is going to try to hit the home run ball. I think both teams are going to try that. And then when it doesn't work, they're going to go back to the ground and pound, uh, which is why after speaking with a lot of reporters this week, I do believe this game will be – in the under category. At 38 and a half, I mean, that it doesn't mean, it, look, Washington could score 24 points and we could still hit the under here uh, if we're able to hold Denver uh, to just 14, right? Um, I, I think this is a game here that you're going to see both teams pound the rock. It's going to be, it's going to come down to third down conversions. It is absolutely going to come down to third down conversions. Washington against the Arizona Cardinals In week one, all right, when you look at third down conversions, they were four of 12. That is usually not good enough to win in the National Football League. The reason they won, because defensively, they got to stop on fourth down. The Cardinals were 0 for 1 on, on fourth down, 4 for 14 on third down. The defense did a really good job there. Now, the Denver Broncos... That's a different case. When they played against the Vegas Raiders, look, they were not able to get after Garoppolo and get him on the ground with sacks, but they did force him to run the ball nine times, and on third down, the Broncos were 5 of 11, and they held the Raiders to 5 of 11. How did the Raiders win that game? They converted their one-fourth down, one of one. It it came down to that. It is small margins in the National Football League, and this was a 17-16 battle in which Vegas won the game in the fourth quarter. Washington has has to force Denver to play a little worse on fourth down, I think. 5 of 11 is close to 50%. I I need them uh, below that. I need them close to like 40% on third down, and hopefully we get a fourth down stop. I I do think, look, this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a battle between the two quarterbacks who can just throw for 200 yards maybe, right? And then you got to have special teams come out and play. You know, we we mentioned the altitude and – 
and the issue is a mile high. Well, if Joey Sly could come out and convert two field goals, that would be huge. I was listening to the Junkies earlier this week, and they had Chris Harris on the show, and the Denver Broncos kicker missed a field goal and missed an extra point. If that happens, Washington's got to take advantage of that tomorrow at 425. That's another thing that might affect the game here. It is a 425 kickoff, which is something I'm not used to, and I know it's something the commanders aren't used to. Uh, Ron Rivera's got them fired up drinking beet juice. They're going to get in there uh, to Denver, I believe, sometime today and try to get out within 24 hours after the game. They've got to be able to handle the altitude. They've got to be be able to handle Denver's sense of urgency. That's why, look, Denver started last week. Sean Payton shocked everyone. He started the game with an onside kick, treating it like it was the Super Bowl all those years ago, right? They're going to be desperate to get off to a fast start. Washington needs to win this first quarter. They've got to win the first quarter against the Denver Broncos. You know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Washington is so much better when they're playing with a lead defensively. It allows guys like Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, and Chase Young to just kind of pin their ears back and go after the quarterback, right? You don't have to worry about, oh, we have to clog the middle. They could try to run it down our throat. They're going to try to do that, but when you're playing with the lead, it's more likely that they're going to throw the ball. And then offensively, Sam Howell will have more confidence, and Eric Bieniemy will have the confidence to open up the playbook completely when he's playing with a lead. In the fourth quarter, if he's playing with a lead, that playbook shortens, and it becomes a stack of runs with a couple play-action passes. But if it's a first-quarter lead, that thing's open up, opens up where you could have some bootlegs, you could have some double reverses, um, some deep passes down the field, maybe a trick play. I mean, I would love the trick play. I know my dad watches every week, and he's praying for a trick play. We love the trick play in the Epstein household. you got to keep the defenders on their toes. And uh, so I'm hoping Eric Bianami can call something like that. I mean, look, you got Logan Thomas, the ability to throw the ball, maybe a swing out to the tight end and let him throw it downfield as a trick play. Uh, Curtis Samuels, your gadget piece, anytime you use him, that's tricking the defense a little bit. Like I said earlier, line him up in the backfield. I hate where they do these passes to Curtis Samuel where it's just hike it and release it to him, and he's got to make the first man miss. That is so tough for him because he takes a little bit to get going. He's almost like a Bronco. He's almost like a horse where Curtis Samuel needs to – catch the ball, and get his feet moving up. He hesitates a little bit. He shuffles his feet, and then he plants his foot, and boom, he gets going forward, and he's got hella speed, but he takes a little while. And so when they throw it to them on these quick dump outs, he's rarely getting past the first man. His best play of the game, they threw it to him. He made the catch on the run and used his speed. Um, so I want Curtis Samuel uh, involved in the game, and I want it involved uh, in different aspects of the offense. I, look, a lot of people say – that he's overrated. I think he's the only player on the team uh, that is fast as hell, can catch the ball, can run the ball. He should be used more than Antonio Gibson. hes I don't think he's going to fumble the ball. I love Curtis Samuel. I want him used more often. Then you can find a way to get McLaurin and Dotson the ball. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio, 106.7 The Fan, simulcast on the Team 980, and always available on the Odyssey app. We're live and local till 12 noon. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. Simulcast on the Team 980 and always available around the country on the Odyssey app. So, last week I had a few callers made a great point. Washington has a new owner, right? New ownership group with Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, and Magic Johnson. The fan base is fired up like they haven't been in 25 years. There's a newfound electricity in the DMV. With all the energy people are using to cheer on the new era of the Commanders. There's so much positivity. And last week I was a little negative with the news that Chase Young would be out. So I want to keep it positive. For this entire segment here, Washington is 1-0 and has a chance to go 2-0 for the first time since 2011. That, to me, would really signal a new era, right? Josh Harris has done everything he can do. I kept saying on these airwaves right here that Josh Harris needs to enhance the fan experience. Well, he made training camp special again. 10,000 people going out there every day. He lowered the beer prices at FedEx, something I didn't think was possible, right? I mean, I was paying $18 a beer. Now it's like, what, 675? We created a home field advantage once again and got a win week one. That stadium was rocking. It looked great. It sounded great on TV. Josh Harris, the new ownership group, have done everything they could do to usher in the new era. Now it's up to Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, Jack Del Rio, and the 53 men on the field representing Washington. It's up to the team now to signal a new era of Washington football by winning on the road in Denver and going 2-0 for the first time in 10-plus seasons. So phone lines are open. You can give me your keys to victory and go through some of your biggest positive thoughts from week one, the victory against the Arizona Cardinals. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Number one for me, it has to be Sam Howell fighting through the pain, right? Like, Grant Polson mentioned this on his show where he was at the game and he went into the locker room talking to players. And when he was in there and he was asking about Sam Howell, it was like he forgot about that huge hit. 
And I think we all forgot about it in the fourth quarter when we were focused on winning the game and holding on for victory. Sam Howell took a massive hit in the first quarter that I want to say 50% of quarterbacks in the NFL are out for the entire game from that hit. He didn't even sit out one play. You want to talk about positives from week one? Sam Howell fighting through the pain. Number two, I thought the team played a relatively clean game in terms of penalties compared to the Cardinals, right? We had seven penalties. They had 122 yards in penalties. I mean, that's a full-length drive to the field plus another red zone opportunity in just in terms of penalties. So positive from week one, it was, it was a relatively clean game from the Commanders. Defense, solid on third down throughout the entire game. Last year, I would be nervous on third down. I'd be biting my fingernails, you know, just sitting on my hands, praying that we get off the field, and then, oh, third and 15 conversion, third and 18 conversion. Well, the Cardinals were just 4-14 four and 14 on third down and 0-1 on fourth down. Part of it is they don't have that many playmakers, right, outside of James, Connor, Moore, and, and Hollywood Brown. You know what I mean? Zach Ertz killed us a little bit on third down with a couple of catches, but I was impressed with the commander's third down D and the ability to get off the field. That's a big positive. How about the fact that the defense completely changed the game in the second half with the tackles for loss and the sack fumble? That is so awesome to watch. I mean, I was sitting back there, and I was thinking to myself, I'm not sure the offense is going to be able to go the length of the field. They didn't have to because Montez Sweat had a sack fumble, and they got the ball at, like, the 35-yard line. Uh, The defense, I feel like the defense, I honestly wanted Jack Del Rio to come out and say this. Like, it's almost like they met with each other and had a huddle after halftime and said, I don't know if the offense is going to win this game. We can win it for them. We can go out and take this game away from Josh Dobbs and the crappy Arizona Cardinals if we can create havoc, get into that backfield. And that's what they did. It was like they were containing the defense, the offensive line for the Cardinals in the first half. Second half, they fought through that containment. They got past that offensive line with ease throughout the entire third and fourth quarter. It was huge. It was big for the defense. They were solid on third down. They changed the game with that sack fumble. When you're talking about positives, you have to talk about the defense changing the game. Offense. Last year, red zone was a big issue. It just was. You know, I want to blame part of it on Taylor Heineke's arm strength, right? When you have a guy that has, you know, a bit of a noodle back there, it's hard to fit it into tight windows. And when you get into the red zone, there's limited space, right? It's only The end zone's only 10 yards deep, you know, and you're always fighting to get both feet inbounds when you throw it to the back pylon. And so last year, the defense or the offensive issues in the red zone, I give part of that to Taylor Heineke, a lot of that to, Sam, uh, to Scott Turner. I just did not like his play calling. I always thought his biggest issue was that he would try to, you know, outsmart his opponent, and he would end up overthinking things and overthinking himself and getting too cute on things in the red zone. Whereas Eric bieniemy has got a ton of experience with Kansas City winning games because of what they do in the red zone. Winning games because of how they convert with their creativity in the red zone. Washington scored on two of their five trips to the red zone with, with touchdowns. One fumble, that's on Antonio Gibson. The other two were um, the field goal opportunities. I'm going to say... One of the positives was it was a decent red zone performance by the Commanders. Look, when you get to the red zone, you want seven points on the board every single time. But you also have a young quarterback, right? 
He didn't make the mistake, all right? He had the one play where he rolled out and threw it to Brian Robinson. That was a massive play. And then he also ran it in himself. Why I brought up those two plays that were successful in the red zone, those were plays in which Sam Howell rolled to his left. Going back to AWOD's film review, I noticed throughout the entire game, he's just more comfortable going to his left, which is it feels weird because you'd think, oh, he's a righty, he'd be more comfortable rolling to his right and throwing with his right. He's almost more comfortable running to his left, stopping, planting his feet, and then firing with his right arm on the left side of the field. I don't know, maybe it was just that game against the Cardinals. It's something I will definitely be keeping an eye on on Sunday uh, as Washington faces off against the Denver Broncos. Uh, continuing with the positives from the game against the Cardinals, Brian Robinson Jr., only three yards per carry, but I would love to see what those stats looked like in the second half of this game. I'm pretty sure that average jumped up to about four and a half or five yards. There was a point in that fourth quarter where every time we handed it to Robinson, if you did it twice, it was going to move the sticks. He was going to get the first down by himself. It allowed Sam Howell to not be in a situation where he's risking uh, you know, the team losing the game with one more mistake there. So that was a huge positive. And, and then Curtis Samuel. All offseason, people came on this radio and said, Diami Brown was going to be more involved offensively than Curtis Samuel. And that Curtis Samuel is simply a gadget guy that's overpaid and overrated. Well, he led the team in receptions with five, five targets, five receptions, 54 yards. He had that long 32-yard catch, an average of 10.8. That was a huge positive right there. And, and I think the reason Samuel had five catches is because Terry McLaurin, the Cardinals were double-teeing McLaurin, and they were keeping an eye, an extra spotlight on Jahan Dotson. And that's what's so positive, what's so great about this offense is there are so many different playmakers, all right? If they're going to double Terry and Dotson, you're going to have Logan Thomas get open. He had eight targets. I don't expect him to four, drop four balls again uh, this weekend. If they're going to cover those two guys, you'll see Curtis Samuel. You'll see Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson got screwed because he has one reception for 10 yards, but they didn't count it as a first down. And that's why I said on my show in Richmond, Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 on the Odyssey app, the NFL owes Washington a first down. I do not understand how they botched that. How do you go to review and still get it wrong? It just seems like anytime that the officials make a mistake, it hurts the home team, and which is usually the Washington Commanders. I hate it so much. The NFL absolutely just owes Washington a first down. They owe Antonio Gibson an apology, and they owe Ron Rivera a challenge again because I always get on Ron Rivera for challenging stupid plays and calling bad timeouts. That was a great challenge, and he just got burned by the NFL's officials. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan, simulcast on the Team 980, and always available on the Odyssey app. Shout out to Jeff, who tweeted me he's listening to the show. My my buddy Jack chimed in that he's listening. Chris, I see you on the line. Mitch, Alan, John, we'll get to your phone calls next. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Howell. Plenty of time. Stopping. Throwing. To the end zone for Robinson and a touchdown. Oh, yeah, Chris. That sounded good. That was the television call of the Brian Robinson Jr. touchdown grab from Sam Howell in which he extended the play, rolled out to his left, and hit his running back for six points. Commanders, at the Denver Broncos, give me your keys to victory, your offensive and defensive MVP for the game, X-Factor, who's going to make the biggest difference, and a final score prediction. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. We're live and local here on The Fan, simulcast on the Team 980, and always available on the Odyssey app. I hand it off to Toby Altizer coming up at 12 noon. 1-800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. Let's go to Chris in Damascus. Chris, you're on The Fan with AWOD. Well, I didn't know it was Toby today, so Doc's not. Okay, maybe I'll save my baseball thing. I was going to vent about... The Orioles game not being on Mass and Apple somehow swooped in. Did you notice that last uh, no, night? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so the game, well, you know, it wasn't because Orioles-Tampa and the daggone thing wasn't on Mass and Apple. It was only on Apple. How did they swoop in? Who did that? The Orioles or MLB? That was the biggest game. And the night before on Thursday, it was on National Fox. National Channel 5 Fox. I don't know. But anyway, enough of that. I'll run that by Toby. Okay. My question was about uh, Chase Young. I like Sabah's question about letting him be a freelance linebacker. But what the trade deadline, like, let's say he does really well. Is, and this is the best way I can ask this. Like in baseball, when the trade deadlines come in, if it's a big contract, you might want to dump it. Or sometimes you, or you want to re-sign them. You want to re if you can re-sign that player. You know you want to keep him. Let's say Juan Soto, but he doesn't. Uh, is it is football like baseball where there's a Scott Boros who said no? I want him to go to free agency, or are the football players too worried about maybe getting hurt? They want to grab that extension while it's hot. Chris, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for chiming in. So Washington decided not to extend Chase Young in the off season. And really, I think that was their opportunity to trade him. Um, but look, I'm excited to see him suit up on Sunday. We'll see what kind of impact he can make on, on a limited uh, on a limited snap count there. And uh, look, look, 
for Chase, I, I said earlier, my key to Chase is just to play all four quarters, to not have something happen where he tweaks his neck again or his knee or, or any part of his body. He's got to stay healthy and be out there for four quarters for the commanders. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. So, um, look, Sam Howell's got to make improvements. That, I mean, that's the simple thing right there. He's a rookie. He's going to struggle. I think we all knew this season was going to be a roller coaster for him. The ups and the downs, you know, the left and the right. He's got to bounce back from his mistakes, and that's what he did week one. But when you talk about Sam Howell's improvements, all right, there's a few things that I wanted to point out. And Rigo's Rag has good articles about this where they say Sam Howell must trust his progressions. Getting sacked six times was not ideal. Some of it was on the offensive line. But a couple of them were on the former fifth-round pick holding on to the ball for too long. And I totally agree. Sam Howell has to trust his progressions there, meaning, hey, if you have Logan Thomas or De'Ami Brown or Jahan Dotson open for five yards, hit them, all right? Hit them on first down, and let's keep moving the chains. Let's keep staying ahead of, of the chains here. First and ten should become second and five every single play. I mean, you cannot have a situation where you run it on first down and it's second and nine or second and eleven. You can't have a play where you run or you throw it on first down and Sam Howell takes a sack and all of a sudden it's second and sixteen. You cannot be behind the sticks. You have to stay ahead of them, especially with a young quarterback. Sam Howell will show me he's improved week by week if he's sitting back there and firing as soon as he sees somebody open. And how are we going to tell that by looking at the box score? The increased completion percentage. Uh, number two, Sam Howell must protect the football better. I mean, that's obvious, right? I, I'm, I'm, look, I loved how he told the media that's that's my bad on the terrible era where he held on to the football for way too long and had the sack fumble, which was just – I mean, it was incredibly embarrassing watching the game. It was at that moment where I was thinking, should we put Jacoby Brissett back in? But then I, I, I stepped back and I said, look, you can't ruin Sam Howell's confidence. And you know what? He bounced back from that and went right down the field, give Eric Bieniemy a ton of credit. He could have just said, you know what, we'll go to half. We don't mean to deal with this mess or hurt his confidence anymore. They went right down the field and put uh, three points on the board. Sam Howell, speaking of that with the red zone, Sam Howell must improve his red zone efficiency. The margin of error is always slimmer on the road. According to Rego's Rag, they say Sam Howell might be fearless in the sense that considering he doesn't know any better, which is something the commanders hope works to their advantage in week two against the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, look, when you look back to the red zone trips, they did kind of get lucky. Because he's rolling out on a third down when he hits Brian Robinson Jr. Maybe that was the second down, but it's still a play where it's a scramble drill play, right? Nothing happened in the pocket. He had to roll out. Luckily, Brian Robinson Jr. made the catch on a bullet pass there and got it in the end zone. Then the other red zone trip in which Sam runs it in the end zone, nobody was open on third down, and he had to make a play. And he did make a good play. I think a good defense also probably stops him short of the end zone because there were two defenders that he kind of just skipped past because the Cardinals were worried about the throw. He has to improve that red zone efficiency. They got lucky both of their touchdowns, I think, um, on on plays that were broken down. They need to have better play calling in the red zone as well. I'm going to put that on Eric Bianami. Some more things that I think Sam Howell can work on throughout the season that I hope we can see some of them come into play tomorrow against the Broncos. Talked about it earlier. The pocket awareness, right? Like, the ability to kind of just sidestep 
or slip forward a little bit, climb up in the pocket to give yourself more time for some of these longer developing routes. You know, maybe he could take off and run more often and sooner, right? You know, if there is an opening, just take off and run. And I saw some openings when I watched the film right up the middle. You know, just go up the middle, slide, and get seven or eight yards. And then take the deep shot when you have it. I, I, I hate to bring up this play, but I have to because I, I think Eric Bieniemy had the perfect three-play combo, all right? It, it was some point in the second quarter in which he ran to Brian Robinson Jr. for six yards. They lined up shotgun, ran to Brian Robinson Jr. again, first down, moved the chains, first and ten. Antonio Gibson comes in to spell Brian Robinson Jr., and they set it up with a hard play-action fake in which Terry McLaurin ran a post route and had two steps on his man. And Sam Howell steps up in the pocket, and he's staring at Terry downfield, and he, he, like, he clutches back like he's going to throw it, but then he doesn't. And he ends up running for, I think, a one-yard gain, and it was like, I'm watching, I'm like, wow, this is the Eric Bieniemy factor right there. That's the Eric Bieniemy effect, where it's a perfect play design, where you ran it hard, you ran it hard, and then it's play action. You have your best player with a, a matchup without a safety over top, all right, and he beat his man, and he was open for the home run ball, but Sam Howell did not throw it. You got to take that deep shot, especially when it's Terry McLaurin, because Taylor Heineke was taking those deep shots last year, and they were YOLO balls, and we were still coming down with it. So, you know, we need Sam Howell to be the perfect combination of Carson Wentz's arm strength and Taylor Heineke's magic and throw the deep shot and give your wide receivers an opportunity to make a play on the ball I need him to do that more often against the Denver Broncos. Really, last week he only took one deep shot, and it was the pass interference play to Terry McLaurin, which was huge. So that's going to be a big part of the game plan against Denver. I want to run the ball often and then play action and throw it deep and try to burn the top off of them with Deami Brown or Terry McLaurin or Dodson or Samuel. We've got so many weapons that can go deep. Well, you got to throw it. And I also think... When you throw it deep, even if it's unsuccessful, let's just say they, you know, they start the game, play one with Terry McLaurin on a play-action go route, and Sam Howell throws it out of bounds. In the back of every defender's mind, they're going to be thinking, we can't really creep as much towards the line of scrimmage as we would have wanted because we don't want to get beat deep. It brings the, the corners off a little bit. It, it makes the box a little less crowded when you take the deep shot because it stays in the back of their mind throughout the game. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. i give you my final score prediction for Commanders at Denver next on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Adam Epstein, you're listening to AWOD Radio. Chris doing a great job producing the show. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Final segment of AWOD Radio here on a Saturday morning before I pass it off to Toby. 
1-800-636-1067. MGM Lasno Harbor listener lines are open. Let's go to line two. This Uptown Mo, you're on the fan with AWA. Hey, hey, what's up, AWA? What's going on, dude? Hey, no, so, so I'm, I'm not saying this to be racial, but I'm black. So I, I love hearing those types of songs because it reminds me of 80s movies. Like, that's my, that was my introduction to rock and roll 80s movies. And then I started to, <laughs> as I got older, really enjoy rock and roll. You see what I'm saying? But that, that's neither here nor there. Um, so I can't have my head coach be my GM, and this is why. Uh, Wiley is not better than Lucas. So there's no need for me to put Wiley out there to get speed rushed and spin on. Lucas is not a pro bowler or whatever, but he's very solid as a right tackle, right? If you look at the 53 or the 22, whatever Ron Rivera wants to call it, Cody Barton's feet is stuck in mud. It's stuck in mud. And the centers and the guards are slipping and getting to him. That's why the run up the middle was so effective, because he's not filling the gap. So if I can't put him, if I can't take him out and put Kalike Hudson in there with another speedster and Jamin Davis, then we're going to be susceptible to those runs up the middle. I think the score is going to be 23-17, to 17, us getting the W, um, and Sam Howe having a big day and actually connecting with Johan and uh, McClure. And what do you think about, because uh, Logan Thomas is, is a terrible blocker. I, this is my opinion. I might be wrong. You got you to gotta get Cole Turner more involved in the offense. And I listen to what, what you have to yeah. say. Yep, I appreciate the call, Mo. Look, I, I mean, I, I do think that Andrew Wiley is playing because Eric Bieniemy knows what he can get out of him. Now, he hasn't looked good in, uh, in one week of regular season and all of preseason. He didn't look good at all. Um, the, the entire offensive line um, was shaky. But I think he's playing because uh, that's Bieniemy's boy. Now, with Cody Barton, yeah, you're right. Maybe it should be Kaliki Hudson. There were a lot of positive stories about Kaliki Hudson um, in training camp this year. And um, I, I want Jamin, Jamin Davis to flash more as well. Uh, look, when, when it comes to Sam Howell and the offense for the commanders here, you got to get you got to get everybody involved and you got to get everybody involved early in this game. And then and then you get a lead. And then defensively, I, I think I want to see Jack Del Rio blitz more. Uh, let's get a corner blitz. Let's see what Emmanuel Forbes is like uh, in, in a blitz package there. You know, let's see what Cam Curl is like when you put him in the box and, and ask him uh, to help out there. Because you're right, the, the defense was not good enough at stopping the run against the Cardinals. I mentioned it earlier, that one drive where it just felt like they ran all over us. Now, they did stop and get held to just three points, but it was not a good drive for the defense and something I hope doesn't continue um, tomorrow against the Denver Broncos. Let's go back to the phone lines, 1-800-636-1067. Mitch in Jersey. Mitch, you're on the fan with AWOD. Aaron, what's popping? What's up, Mitch? Everything's well. Good what show. is popping, Mitch? <laughs> Yeah, yeah your lineup, the offense for your commanders. Come on, Robinson, Gibson, Curry Samuel played running back at, at Ohio State, and I like that kid, Rodriguez. Sam Howell looked pretty good. Yeah. Logan, he'll pick it up. How can, you, how can you not score at least 30 points and have 300 yards passing? And in the rush, and you yeah. got the best set of running, running backs. I think, and we'll dare, dare Russell Wilson to throw. Um, he's on the downside of his career. Uh, I think Denver's going to be looking towards uh, tanking for Drake or Caleb Williams, if you ask me. 
them and the Rams, and yeah. of course the Cardinals, which we took care of last week. Thanks for taking my call. Enjoy the games. Yep, thanks, Mitch. Always appreciate you chiming in. Yeah, so Denver, week one against the Raiders here, pulling up the box score. Javante Williams ran the ball 13 times for 52 yards. Samaje Pirine, eight carries, 41 yards. If this ends up being the Samaje Pirine revenge game, I feel like I'd need to do something drastic, like like uh, Sharpie Samaje on my face, on my forehead. There's no way that Washington's defensive line is going to let Samaje Pirine burn them on Sunday. No chance in hell. So here comes AWOD's final score prediction and stat line. Give me Brian Robinson Jr., 90 yards from scrimmage. We saw them throw it to him a ton in preseason. Only one catch week one. I think he gets 65 rush yards, 25 pass yards. They're going to throw a few screens to him and dump it off to him out of the backfield in the flat. I told you my key to victory is Terry McLaurin to get over 75 yards passing. You need your ace to be good on the road to get a road victory. right? As commanders are trying to be road warriors and go 2-0 for the first time in 13 seasons. Give me Jahan Dotson, 65 yards, and give me Jahan Dotson to have a receiving touchdown. All right, give me Jahan Dotson to have a receiving touchdown. Sam Howell needs one rush touchdown, one pass touchdown to be the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to go three games to start your career, your first three games, with one TD on the ground and one TD through his his arm. He will have the pass touchdown to Dotson. He will have 25 yards rushing but he will not get into the end zone. But speaking of first, Emmanuel Forbes will have his first career interception of uh, the against the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. He nearly stepped in front of the pass on fourth down. They're going to work him onto the field more in this game against Denver, I believe. Um, when you've got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy on the other side there, it is two solid wide receivers. So I think Emmanuel Forbes will be lining up against Judy and will step in front of a pass and get an interception. Commanders win by the awkward final score of 19-16. to Howell has a lot of rushing yards, gets into the end zone in the first quarter with a pass to Jahan Dotson. The rest of the game is on the leg and the biceps of the mighty Joey Sly as Washington, I believe, will hit four field goals, one touchdown, and will win the game by stopping the Denver Broncos on the final drive of the game. Look, all of last season for Washington, it seemed to come down to one-score games. Most of the Denver Broncos last season, it came down to one-score games. What's it going to be? Week two from Mile High, it's going to be a one-score game. And last year... The Broncos lost a ton of these, all right? You start week one last year, they lost 17-16 to Seattle. What happened this week? We, uh, this year, week one? They lost 17-16 to the Raiders. Last year, they lose in overtime, 12-9 to the Indianapolis Colts. The next week, they lose in overtime to the Chargers, 19-16. They lose to the lousy New York Jets last year, 16-9, all right? They lose to the Baltimore Ravens, primetime game everyone's watching. They lost 10-9. They did not score... 30 points in a game last year until week 14. Week 14. Oh, well, Sean Payton's going to fix that offense. It's going to look different. 
It didn't look much different in week one. I think it's going to take them some time to get going. They didn't have Jerry Judy. It's not like he's going to have 100 yards week one in his debut uh, tomorrow. He's going to slowly work himself back. Cortland Sutton is a strong receiver. But, look, this is a Denver team that just can't score enough points to win this game. I truly believe Washington's defense will get the stop when they need to to get off the field and be victorious. AWOD believes the commanders go to 2-0 and for the first time since 2011 with a 19-16 victory. Toby will have you covered for the next three hours here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan, simulcast on the Team 980, and always around the country on the free Odyssey app. If you've been enjoying the show today, you can support me during the week. It's easy. You just download the Odyssey app and you search 910 The Fan. When you search 910 The Fan, you'll see AWOD Radio. It's Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Taking your calls every day at 1 p.m. I have a segment, The Richmond Commander, where I'm talking all things commanders and I take your phone calls. You can always tweet me throughout the show at AWOD Radio. So if you've been supporting this show, support me during the week in Richmond. It's simple. It's on the Odyssey app. Or you can check out the podcast. We post each hour every day, AWOD Radio, and a full best of hour that's available for you on your drive home. I appreciate Mitch Tischler and Michael Phillips joining the show today. Chris doing a great job producing behind the glass. Thanks to all the members of the AWOD Army who chimed in. Let's go, Commanders. Hail to the home team. Can they come home and have another victory Monday? Because I know the phone lines were ringing like crazy on the junkies last Monday. I want to celebrate with another victory Monday. Hail to the Commanders. Go Washington. 1916 is my final prediction. It's Toby Altizer coming up next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.